pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's what we're looking for here. We want to know whether we should bet the over, the under. Should we give the points? Should we take the points? All of the above is what we want to know, and that's what you're going to get right now as we go to the hotline and bring in our professional handicapper from ncsports.com. Chris Van Dyne joins us right now. Chris, how are you today, my friend? Fantastic. Another exciting week of college football. We had a great week uh, last week on our NFL plays. Uh, looking to build off that as, uh, you know, we, we've struggled a little bit on our college plays, but as we get deeper into the season, we're going to have a better idea of uh, who these teams are. And, you know, the adjustments need to be made with the portal and everything and uh, transition into the season. Yeah, well, hey, the games you gave us last week, you were 3-0. and So if our callers uh, and uh, <laughs> listeners out there uh, put any money down, uh, they're thanking you today because the info you gave us uh, allowed them to go 3-0. and uh, So let's start with college football. Uh, and I'm looking at some, you know, games this weekend, and the one that jumps out to all of us, obviously, is Ohio State coming off the bye week after the win uh, at Notre Dame at home taking on a very good offensive Maryland team. Close game last year at Maryland. Uh, what, do you, what are you looking at to determine whether you're taking the Buckeyes and giving the points or maybe betting the over or under in this game? What, what information stands out to you? Well, you, you, first you look at series history. Uh, Maryland has really struggled in Columbus. The last couple times they've gone to Columbus, you know, uh, 66 to 17 and 73 to 14 were the finals. Uh, you know, that, that, those were different Maryland teams, I will say. And, uh, you know, the, the, the 2019 73 to 14 game, that line was uh, 42 and a half. So Maryland not nearly as bad as they were back then. Uh, the uh, trends in this series are pretty significant. The over is 8 and 0 in this series in Big Ten meetings. Been a lot of points. Uh, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't feel great about the over this year, though, because Ohio State's offense just hasn't clicked like we've seen it in the past. I don't think, you know, every other year that they played this game, Ohio State's had a, a future first-round draft pick, a quarterback. I don't know that Kyle McCord is that guy. They certainly have the skill position talent. But on the, on the other side, they have a really good defense. Uh, Maryland, a little bit more seasoned on offense now with Talia Tagovailoa. And, you know, they, they've played well, but they haven't really played anybody. Their, their toughest game this year was probably at Michigan State. They won that game 31-9, to but Michigan State was in all that turmoil with uh, Mel Tucker being let go. And they played a bad Virginia team and won by 28. They were only winning that game by seven going into the fourth quarter. Uh, they played a, a, a rebuilding Charlotte team, an FCS team, Towson and beat up on Indiana last week and Indiana barely got got by Akron a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a whole lot to go off of with Maryland. My, uh, my analysis of this game says take Ohio state lay the points and the series history says take the over. 
I'm not real convinced on either one, though. So this is actually a game I'm probably going to stay away from. Yeah, it's a good stay away from game for us, too, because when we look at it in Kyle McCord, he's trying, to, he's trying to prove himself, and he's trying to take the reins and in a long line of really good quarterback play, but they didn't name him the number one quarterback until a couple of weeks ago. So it's still a work in progress. And Chris Van Dyne from NC Sports uh, joins us right now. We break down some college and pro games. Uh, Chris, the other big story, college football, I mean, obviously, still Deion Sanders. And after two losses in a row to two really good opponents, and I guess you could say a moral victory against USC because it looked like they were going to get blown out again. They come back. Deion said if they had had to get the ball one more series, they might have won that game. Are they still as popular even though they've lost the last two games? I still think the popularity is there. You know, expectations were a little bit uh, drastic after they won those first three games. There were people that thought they were a top 10 team when they clearly hadn't performed like it. You know, the, the, the game where I thought they really got exposed was the Colorado state game because they were a big favorite in that game. And uh, you know, even at two and O going in, uh, I had some doubts and they, they didn't perform to, what some people thought they would when they were laying double digits in that game and only ended up winning by eight and by all rights should have lost the game. They okay. gave Colorado state uh, quite a few chances to win that game and, and pulled it out in the end. They gave up 499 yards in the game. And I, I think, uh, you know, the one constant with Colorado has been uh, high scoring games. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're scoring, at will, 34 points a game. They're throwing for 357 yards a game. Uh, the, oh. Shador Sanders is still completing a high percentage, 75%. Uh, but on the on the other side, their defense has also been consistently bad. They're giving up 480 yards a game and 36 points a game. Arizona State's been plagued with injuries. I, you know, it's, it's a team still trying to figure themselves out under a first-year head coach. But they also played USC tougher than expected a couple weeks ago. Then they lost at home to USC by 14. And considering their injury issues, that was not a bad performance. Trenton Borgett has been uh, playing a little better for them. He actually threw for uh, 344 passing yards last week against California, who isn't a terrible football team. They were on the road in that game, too. So, I think that, uh, you know, if if I'm going to play this game, I don't know that I want to play Colorado as a favorite, but I definitely don't mind the total when you're talking about a Colorado team that uh, doesn't play with very much defense and Arizona State, who uh, is is improving on offense and also has some defensive issues. So I I think the over might be the play there. Um, Just, uh, you know, Colorado, just play the over every week in the total. Is that a reasonable (laughs) number at 59? Okay. Happy to have with us Chris Van Dyne. Follow him on Twitter at ChrisV160. Uh, he is our professional handicapper, breaking down the college, the NFL games for you. Uh, Chris, I saw a stat somewhere, and I'm curious uh, how you view these things, right? Do you ride the streak out even though it's a different team, right? I'm looking at things like uh, Vanderbilt is 0-6 against the spread this year. Uh, LSU is 5-0 and uh, going over on the over-under. Arizona and Utah are 5-0 and going under the posted total. Do you keep betting that until it ends, or is it the other side of that? Well, it should end, so don't bet that. How, how do you look at those type of things? Uh, we always say bet on the streaks because if you, if you catch a streak early uh, and, and you ride it, and let's say that streak gets to 12, uh, let's say you've caught it on the fourth week, 
and you ride it for right. the next eight weeks. You've won eight times. Versus if you play on a streak and you lose, it's just one loss. So it's, it is an opportunity. I wouldn't play every streak, but if you identify one like Vanderbilt being a very bad football team uh, and not, uh, not playing very much defense, they, they can play a little bit of offense. They have a, a pair of decent quarterbacks in A.J. Swan and Ken Seals, but the defense has been really abysmal for them. They're giving up 33 points a game, and, uh, you know, they gave up 45 to Kentucky. It's not an offensive juggernaut at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave up 36 to Wake Forest and 40 to UNLV. So they're really struggling on defense. Florida's off a loss. That is one where I would play the streak. I would take Florida laying the points. I don't think the Gators will have any problems here. And to add to it, the last two times that Vanderbilt has gone to the swamp, they've gotten outscored 98 to nothing in those. Wow. Ooh, so, geez. you know, they really struggle. And that they struggle across the board in the SEC, but I definitely would take Florida laying the points here. I agree with that, too. And I've always told Kenny, especially in baseball anyway, you play the streak until it ends and then you go the other direction. What about intangibles there, Chris Van Dyne? I've got an intangible for you and see if you can follow me on this one. Last night I told Kenny, I said the Bears guaranteed they beat the Commanders in Washington. Dick Buckus passes away. Whether or not they rallied and that's an intangible, I don't know. But I do know this. Illinois taking on Nebraska, giving three. Do they rally for Dick Butkus as well and cover that line? I, you know, I think the problem is most of the players on that team have, you know, they, they might have seen the name Dick Butkus. Got a statue. In the, uh, in the <laughs> facilities and stuff like that, and I'm sure they saw it on social media. But I'd be willing to bet that most of the players on the team have very limited knowledge of Dick Butkus, so... I'd probably say no, uh, not much of a, an effect on, on a college team. I do think that in a situation where, uh, you, you know, there are situations where kids will rally behind behind something that happens on their team, uh, you know, that, but it, but it, I, can, I can work both ways because it can, it can sometimes take kids out of it. Maybe a little bit of a stretch there, Kenny. I'm always looking, yeah. though. I'm always looking for something. Hey, they've got a beautiful statue of Dick Butkus in front of Illinois Stadium. And I just, you know, somebody like that, I mean, what if they had to rally around over the last 50 years other than Dick Butkus? I mean, if there's something, it would be him. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's but a fair I understand point. Where... It is a fair point. I just, I, 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 I know these young kids these days, and they, yeah. you know, Dick Butkus was actually before my time a little bit. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I, I saw a lot of the highlights and everything, and obviously I saw him on television and mm-hmm. even was doing some acting and commercials for a while. So I, I knew who he was, but I, I can't imagine most of these kids have, you know, they, they might have seen a few highlights here and that. that uh, that's about all. They're too busy. Hey, Chris Van Dyne, <laughs> for our, our listeners out there that want more information, because information is key now that gambling is legal at Bushwood Country Club and in Ohio, where can they get it from you guys? Yeah, go to ncsports.com, check out the uh, the Power Sweep uh, newsletter. We have write-ups on every single game, college and NFL. We have star-rated plays in our newsletters. 
Uh, we also have our Power Plays newsletter, which is a computer-generated box score, and we give a short write-up on every game, both college and NFL, for that as well. You can check me out on Twitter, at ChrisV160, and we've got a great edition of the Power Sweep podcast this week that was a lot of fun. Browns on the bye week. Um, the big game of the week, I guess, this weekend is going to be Sunday night game. It's going to be Dallas traveling to San Francisco. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, San Francisco, man. I'll tell you what, they, they, they look like they have really taken off this year. 4-0, putting up over 30 points in their first four games for the first time in franchise history. You know, that uh, Brock Purdy, you know, they – a lot of people had doubts about him, you know, being being a next level guy in the NFL. But what has he done to prove any, to prove anybody wrong? You, you know, he, mm-hmm. he's he just keeps playing and performing. Twenty of twenty one last week. It, the the offense looks great with Christian McCaffrey. He looks like an MVP candidate. I tell you what, the the, the 49ers look like a buzzsaw this year. Dallas, you know, the, the, they've actually stepped up this year and really played well also three and one i do question the competition for them they only played the giants the jets after aaron Rodgers got hurt obviously then they beat new england they have a loss to arizona on their resume and we just saw san francisco easily handle arizona 35 to 16 give me the give me the 49ers laying the points we still haven't decided what we're going to put up for our sunday night marquee call 1-800-654-3448 you can get our Sunday night marquee if you call in Sunday before 1 o'clock. But uh, definitely like the 49ers to win that game and cover uh, three and a half. Hey, Chris, we always appreciate the time and the insight. Keep up the great work there at ncsports.com. We'll talk to you again next week, all right? I always appreciate you guys, and I'm looking forward to it.